talking about her every all the time every podcast but she's just hilarious and she was the inspiration for the show title i think i might have said this before yeah but when cupcake sometimes she'll speak and she'll go hello (laughs) oh my gosh where did she even get that And now she doesn't even do it anymore, but I still do it. So it's hilarious. And she's like, hello. I was like, are you like an old, like, night? Are you like a laughing or something? Like, I don't know. Right. You she's like a, I'm telling you, she was doing vaudeville. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'm Kristen. Mm, and I'm Andrea. And this is Wait. Tell me everything. Yes. Are you eating today? Why would you say that? Because it sounds like you're, you have a little snack over there. <laughs> <laughs> Am you I know, right? I thought I chose the quietest thing I could possibly select in my refrigerator. <laughs> and apparently, I was wrong. So I it's will... the smacking. You can't, you know, just a little bit. I was, I was, I was, is... I was it's, it's cheese. Oh, okay, that's a very quiet thing. But I really like, literally got home, like stuffed my face and was like, all right, had a couple more things to finish up for work. And then I was like, all right, I was like, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I promise I'm ready. But then my phone started acting crazy. So I was a little afraid. Mm. Um, you sending me text messages questions I don't know the answer to I was like what well I thought so then I thought about it's easier just to look it up myself than to ask her why am I even wasting time asking her what I could have just like googled the answer but anyway because you know I was super confused for like a good 60 seconds yeah because it was super vague my text was like hey what's the name of that guy that we talked about Yeah, and I was like like, what we talked about a guy <laughs> and then you like, and then you said like the one that was found, and I was like, "That's not helping me." Found doing what? Right. So <laughs> that was all to say. I couldn't remember his name, but um, little correction from last week, where you know, contrary to popular belief in Usain, although most people would not be surprised by this, I don't know everything, and not only do I not know everything. Anything I say after, like, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, like, take it with a grain of salt. So, um, yeah, Timothy Cunningham, I said, like, I thought he was found um, by where I worked. And he was found, like, a good, like, 20 minutes away. Like, about 10, 15 miles away. Okay. Chattahoochee, like, kind of north of where we are. So I just wanted to, like... 
Yeah, I was like, okay, and I'm saying this, and... Just talking, just saying stuff. Yeah, and I was like, I don't think this is right, but I'm just gonna keep on talking. Just go And on. I know that, yeah, I'm gonna correct myself later. So yeah, so that's that, but yeah, still. Okay, just wanted wow. to put that out there. Hmm, okay. okay. Alright, what's Great. the news? Yeah. In the news. I'm like, let's move this thing news. along. Let's move this thing along. No. <laughs> wow. Don't rush. Don't rush me. I'm just kidding. There's so much celebrity news. Not really, but just two big things. Okay. Um. Well, my, I have. I, I think I have two two pieces. Um. And one of them you sent me today, and I just saw it. Oh, that's crazy. Um, yeah. Out of the- out of the LA Times, um, just a couple days ago, um, a local news story, the headline reads, protesters fight against homeless moving to Irvine. Quote, we will decide who comes into the city. Hmm. So it's interesting. And I feel like there's like several different perspectives that you could look at this from. Um, and, um, and I've read the article a couple of times now and I'm, and I'm what I'm, I'm actually I kind of want to do a little more research, but basically um, what happened was this past Tuesday um, at the city council chambers, uh, there was um, organizers planned a protest in the plaza outside of the city hall where the that were gathered and they kept chanting all our kids deserve better all our kids deserve better. Basically, these are locals representing a cross section of Irvine. And the battle was clear. One um, homemaker, Ashley Michael, a 33-year Irvine resident, is quoted as saying, the county or other people outside of Irvine will not decide what happens to us. We are strong. We will decide who comes into the city and activate our supporters to make sure our families are safe. So um, basically, this is in response to... um, a movement by um, Orange County um, to set up um, what seems like some sort of like homeless housing um, mm-hmm. in Irvine. And, um, and for those of you who aren't familiar with Orange County and Irvine and how that mm. kind of works in, in reference to LA. Um, so you have, um, LA County, which is huge, it's LA County encompasses a million, a bunch of cities other than just Los Angeles. Um, it spans mm. several hundred miles north to south along the band of California um, down down this way, and then where the southern end of LA County um, lets off, Orange County begins, and that's another pr- very large county that encompasses several cities. Uh, Irvine being one of them, Anaheim. So you have that whole uh, other county that's just south of us. And then from there, you kind of end up, you know, in San Diego County um, after that. So, um, and Irvine is a um, very um, upper middle class neighborhood. They're known for um, really a beautiful and um you know, like a, a city that people really uh, want to live in. They have, a, you know, great school district. Um, 
just a very like clean city, very, you know, like low crime. Um, it's sort of everything that people, you know, anybody would want in a neighborhood. Um, so one of, um, so it seems like there's this plan by the county um, to impose this, um, uh, this, this plan to house the homeless um, somewhere inside of Irvine. And, and so the residents of Irvine are up in arms about it, um, basically feeling like, you know, the county is coming in and pushing this agenda onto them. Um, and um, so it says in this first council meeting, since the Orange County Board of Supervisors rescinded a March vote to research using county-owned land in Irvine, and then also in Huntington Beach and Laguna Niguel. Now, all of these places are really um, high-end real estate. Um, mm -hmm. So using these county-owned lands within these cities for temporary homeless housing. Um, since then, Irvine residents said they must continue, quote, the movement and be diligent to protect ourselves. A realtor uh, by the name of Kave Nure, a five-year Irvine resident, said it frustrates him that no one seems to have a long-term solution. They should create such a solution, but it shouldn't infringe on anybody's quality of life. How is it practical to locate homeless housing near schools, libraries, or soccer fields? Um, I have so much to say. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, feel free to jump in. Um, so um, one of his worries is that Orange County is, quote, unfairly burdened with caring for homeless. And we don't even know where they're from. And they're fr are they from California? Or are we responsible for people out of state? Um, Judith Jing, a mother of two, says she moved from Memphis, Tennessee to Irvine so her boys can grow up playing freely in the neighborhood. And she's quoted as saying, now I notice more people without clothes around the area. Why are they here? We, as residents of this beautiful city, have to stand up and say, stop. I am not thinking we shouldn't help the homeless. We should. Yeah. <laughs> right. We should but not by sticking them in the middle of our community. So the quotes by everybody, I mean, there's, it's, the quotes are, are problematic. Did you see the one where they said where they should put them? Did you get, yeah. that, did you get to that part? <laughs> We're getting okay. to that part. We're getting to that part. So, I'm sorry. It's just so problematic because, so, okay, I get it, but I feel most, I'm, as I'm reading this, as I was originally reading it, I was thinking to myself, okay, well, you know, um, what is, you know, what is the alternative or what is the thing that, you know, like, do you guys have an alternate plan or is it just like, no, yeah, just not here, just not here. Right. And so the, <laughs> the question, we people. don't care where they put them. Just don't put them here. It's just not but, here. They can't come here. Yeah. So they, um, so then, um, disappointed, um, one of the other, um, one of the women who runs the Facebook group of the poses, what they're calling a tent city in Irvine, says that they found a possible location, <laughs> and it's uh, called Los Pinos, which was once a juvenile camp in the Cleveland National Forest. The property, was, which was once run by the county, is now closed. And so she's quoted as saying, we've done our research and want to talk mm. options that are far away from communities. If we don't think of something, they will come back to Irvine and pressure us about opening more shelters. 
Meanwhile, a councilwoman there, Christina Shea, urged residents to, quote, get a good description of the homeless, migrating to Irvine in increasing numbers, and call the police. <laughs> we homeless problem in years because we take care of our low income and needy populations she added where in Irvine Irvine. Mm -hmm. it's very troubling to have the county shove their housing responsibilities to the cities Um, so that's basically the the long and short of this article Um, and yeah it's so um, there's nothing there's like not an ounce of like compassion it's basically like the more they spoke at first you know you know like you know from the real estate background i was like if i pay upwards seven hundred thousand upwards for a home in irvine i of course would be concerned about my property values and about you know who's in the neighborhood blah 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 sure however you have to be a human being like you have mm-hmm. to be a just an empathetic, just run of the mill human being. Mm-hmm. And these people are saying things where I could just picture um like you know, like white people saying about black people moving into neighborhoods or, mm-hmm. you know, pick any ethnic group you want or any um, religious group, you know, Jewish people moving to mm-hmm. whatever sure. group. That's what it sounds like. Sure. Um, you cannot. Okay. Also, they mm-hmm. are taking away or like criminalizing the homeless. Right. Which isn't necessarily the same thing i was like okay you have like a homeless shelter you know this is that that doesn't mean that these people are going to commit crimes and it's it's just it's just and i was like they are people they are people who you know i just pray you know hope to god like nothing happens to all these people who have been quoted and like you know all their friends and people can just like know that they're horrible people but i hope none of them like experience like a turn of luck like you know like you know like they Mm -hmm. lose their jobs or have a catastrophic like medical situation where they might find themselves in this situation like you're like Mm -hmm. kind of making assumptions of like why these people are homeless and about their character and about their backgrounds and you know that they're coming to sully your city and all these things it just makes me so angry yeah these and the the fact that like they want to like banish them to like the hills, the mountains. I was like, "Are you, are you serious?" Like, yeah, what? I, what, I, what, what? <laughs> We've done our research. Oh, I mean, just... it was it's yeah. That was what was crazy Cause to me. It just felt like you know, and again, I, I like you said, I see it from the home perspective. I'm a homeowner. I understand all of those aspects of it, but there has to be something in between. Um, not, you know, between um, not wanting, you know, necessarily like, a, you know, something like dropped in the middle of your community and people being like, you know, just carted out to the middle of nowhere and ostracized, essentially. It's like some kind of leper colony, you know? Right. Is that what we're doing now? That's what, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's, and that's what was just, I mean, this, there was, 
it, they're really just what was really disheartening about this whole piece was how much there wasn't any real heart um, for mm. or compassion of any sort. And like you mm -hmm. said, it's so much easier to just, you know, even throughout, you know, the quotes and the way that everything was posited in the article, it very much was like, you know, like those people, the homeless, there wasn't really anything about um, what are the needs of this community, you know, of this community? How do we serve um, this population of people who are down and out for any number of reasons. Um, and yes, like, are there legitimate concerns? I'm sure for, you know, mental illness to, mm -hmm. you know, those are all things that obviously need to be taken into consideration. There's, I, you know, I don't mm -hmm. have this like Pollyanna, like, you know, view on like, you know, every homeless person is just, you know, um, uh, benign, you know, <laughs> but um, but again, like you right. can't, no, you can't paint people with a we can't yeah with a broad brush like with that. a broad brush stroke like that. And at the end of the day, like people, these they're still people who need help and services. And um, and it sounds like the county is trying to figure out ways to do that. And um, and you know, um, obviously the, the citizens of of Irvine and I mean I'm I'm trying to figure out like Huntington Beach, Laguna Niguel, like all these places like I cannot. Because they're saying like right now like I, I read some of the comments and they were saying um, that what they do which you know several cities even in LA County do the same thing was like Irvine they bus the homeless people that in their neighborhoods to Santa Ana. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to lower income areas. Um, yeah, because in it's Orange okay County. for them to live there. It's just not okay for them to live there. Yeah, us. and that's the thing. Like, yes, you know, you need to share some of the quote unquote burden. Like, you know, Santa Ana can't handle everything, or like all of these other cities shouldn't be. You know, it needs to be spread out. Like, you know, there are plenty of like homeless shelters mm -hmm. in Santa Monica and other like you know very. Um, well-to-do areas and you figure it out like you you do what you have to, you know like the city has to like do something right you know the people have to go somewhere and just because you own a house in an area you can't just like say what people can come in and out of your community like it reminds me of something that's going on kind of here and it's mm. kind of annoying but yeah yeah, it's, it's just sad. Like, it's just mm -hmm. sad because I just, um, it, it just, it breaks my heart that, um, that, you know, that people can be so heartless. Yeah, just heartless and kind of cold and not, and only, you know, only focus on, you know, your, what you need and what's good for you and your family and, you know, I get that there's complexities to this, but there's got to be room for discussion. It can't just be, you know. Yeah, that they know. have Facebook groups and all these. I'm like, yeah. if you guys would put a little bit of that effort into mm -hmm. other things, like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, into solutions and into, um, mm -hmm. um, you know, figuring out how to make it work, you know, like what would, you know, like what would a workable, so, you know, because obviously this is, they're saying this is county land. So part of it is the city doesn't actually really have a say so ultimately. No. Because um, 
you know, it's that whole county, um, county city land thing. that is, what mm-hmm. is it? Um, and un- un- those unincorporated parts yeah. of cities mm-hmm. that don't belong to the city, but belong to the county. And in those, on those unincorporated areas, um, the county has the right to do whatever they want with those properties. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really would behoove them to try to work with the county to figure out, you know, what would a workable situation look like and how can you make it so that it does, you know, feel safer or there are things in place, you know, to help, you know, whatever, whatever it is that is threatening to you or feels like, you know, something that's going to feel out of control. Or yeah, in your I'm own like, stop. I just, the othering of people, like, just drives me insane. Like, I just don't like the language. I don't like the, I just, ugh, it's just icky. It's just very icky. I and mean, I just don't, ugh. It's yeah. like the worst of, like, the Orange County, like, stereotypes. Yeah, it is. Um, and what's funny is, like, the, the you know, this is, um, the writer for this article is uh, um, on Doe, which she's one of the, she covers Asian American issues. In, in oh, most of the people in the picture are Asian. Yeah, so that was the other thing. It was kind of like, this is not, um, you know, it's like you said, it sounds like the type of rhetoric that comes from, you know, whites trying to keep minorities out of their neighborhood, but it's actually a, a large you know, minority contingency in Irvine, mm-hmm. a really like large Asian population who are fighting this, which, you know, has its own little set of irony um, to it, if you ask me. Um, so, yeah. Um, so that's what's happening in Orange County. Um, now, making national news um, out of D.C., we have... Um, this is out of an article today on Bloomberg by uh, Shira Ovid. Um, the the uh, headline reads, Mark Zuckerberg refuses to admit how Facebook works. Um, the CEO and the social network appear uncomfortable with the bedrock of its businesses. So as most people are aware, Mark Zuckerberg went um, in front, uh, had you know, these congressional hearings today uh, or you're, I mean, I'm sorry, over the course of the last um, couple of days, Tuesday mm-hmm. in particular was when it all started. Um, and so there's two days worth of hearings on Facebook. And uh, this is an editorial article, so it's very much um, has its opinion about <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg and his performance at uh, these congressional hearings. Um, Basically, it's saying that he didn't want to explain how the social network operates. Um, they're um, saying he, um, they feel like he, the CEO of Facebook, ducked questions uh, from lawmakers, essentially about what types of information the company collects and how it uses the data for advertising purposes. So as we all know, the whole Cambridge Analytical uh, scandal that kind of broke out in the last couple of weeks, um, he's there... Um, off of, off of all of that and answering sort of for that breach of security that took place. Um, and Zuckerberg found it hard to plainly acknowledge that Facebook tracks users from device to device, collects information on websites people visit and apps that they use, gathers information on people's physical locations, collects phone logs from Android smartphones and pulls in some online activity from people who don't even have Facebook accounts, which I yeah. thought, yeah, go ahead. 
I was gonna say like me and I, I can't remember who else. I feel like it's I don't know if you said this, but like even things that I have said mm-hmm. and not even searched, mm-hmm. I will find like a Facebook ad about that thing like mm-hmm. later. So it's yeah, I was like, okay, this is crazy. Some going on, but I still use my Facebook, so you know, it's mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. go on. Mm-hmm. So um, Zuckerberg declined to acknowledge that Facebook's ad system and the products are informed by all of the information gathering on and off the social network. If Facebook um, were a true bargain with users, then Zuckerberg should be comfortable explaining how it all works. Um, and to me, that was really the bottom line about this, because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, the, for me, it's it's clear, like you're on this, you're, you're getting this service on Facebook, you know, whatever, the social network aspect of it, the connectivity and all of that. Um, and finding it useful and you're doing it for free. Obviously, there has to be some exchange. Like, they just don't exist for the sake of my, like, sharing all my, like, you know, workouts or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. So, um, and so there's a free service in exchange for, you know, seeing the advertising, the interest, my interest in activity. So I get that. But it does feel, you know, a little sinister (laughs) that they just won't just say so. Mm-hmm. Um, or make it seem like, you know, like, uh, like it makes it seem as though they have an issue with what they're doing because they won't just say that that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so if you think it's dodgy, then now I feel like it's dodgy. <laughs> Even what? though I was fine with it a minute ago, but now I'm like, well, wait, what, why are you, you know, kind of hiding your cards, you know? Um, so, um, So this article goes on to say that he basically just dodged a lot of questions. He said he couldn't answer queries from Senator Roy Blunt, who asked on Tuesday whether Facebook tracks users across uh, devices and tracks offline activity. The answer to both is yes. Um, And during the House committee hearing on Wednesday, Zuckerberg claimed not to know what a shadow profile is, even though this term has been used for years to describe Facebook's collection of data about people who don't use its services by harvesting the inboxes and smartphone contacts of active Facebook users. Mm. So that's kind of wild too, this idea that if you can even be someone who doesn't have a Facebook account, but if someone you know has a Facebook account and your contact information or you've emailed back and forth with them in their inbox, that all of that information is accessible to them about this third person, right? Like that's, mm. that's wild. Um, and that Facebook gathers information on people who aren't signed up for Facebook um, is what he says, but he, uh, what Zuckerberg said reluctantly, he acknowledged that they do gather information on people who aren't signed up for what he said were quote unquote security purposes. But no further explanation than that. And I don't even, you know, so nobody even knows what that means. Like, it's sort of like, you know. Um, and then um, Representative Joe Kennedy pressed Zuckerberg on whether people truly understand that Facebook targets ads based on a whole host of data and inferences its computer systems make about users' interests, not just the information they directly post on Facebook and their profiles and pages that they like. 
Zuckerberg would not answer directly. Zuckerberg also repeatedly and recklessly sought to conflate the ability of Facebook users to control who sees the information they post on Facebook and their relative inability to control what data Facebook collects about them. So this was a really mm -hmm. interesting distinction that it seemed like they weren't, that the, um, uh, the, the senators weren't able to get him to make, which was this idea that, yeah, okay, as a Facebook user, you have control over who sees what you post. But if I post a picture, I can say, like, friends only, or I can make it public, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so he kept kind of going back to that, like, you know, no, people have control over their information, meaning that what they were saying, which is, no, we, they don't have the, they ha um, there's, they, I'm sorry, users have a relative inability to control what Facebook collects about them. So the information, you know, kind of the broader sense of all the information that's gathered. Um, so uh, the article goes on to say it's true that every time users write a fresh, fresh Facebook post or upload a new video, they're given the option to let everyone on Facebook see that information or just friends or just some other group. That's a handy way to control what information people can see. But even that's not foolproof. But Facebook users absolutely do not have the same level of control over the digital dossiers that Facebook collects about their activities on Facebook and beyond nor do they have any granular control over how advertisers can harness that information. Um, oh, absolutely. Like, I'm, you know, doing Facebook ads now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just getting more into that, like, you can, like, target people based on, like, behaviors and interests. And so, like, one of them is, like, people who, like, you know, people who look for a house, like, you know, mm -hmm. I can, like, target it to, like, Zillow or Realtor and it's not just like people who like those things it's people who use those mm -hmm. websites right so absolutely so I was like okay yeah <laughs> right yeah and yeah. that's the thing and, it, and again they're honestly like going back to my previous statement I don't think that there's anything uh, like implicitly wrong with that as long as we're all clear what Up we're front. doing yeah yeah and so that's that's the part that's you know strange to me because clearly if you are on the business side of facebook like on the like business user side of facebook so like like you said you're using it for your own business promotion mm -hmm. you know that it's giving you the ability to find audiences you know mm -hmm. and so obviously the way that they do that has to be by collecting all this data and right. to, you know so it's it's bizarre that there's that he was sort of again seeming like he was you know doing this kind of poker face thing um at times including in questioning by representative greg walden on wednesday zuckerberg answered direct questions about facebook's data harvesting by talking about facebook's features for choosing who can see a photo or post on Facebook. This was surely deliberate and misleading. I do think that we can do a better job of explaining how advertisers, advertising works, Zuckerberg said as he finished his response, but he did not explain that Facebook's ad system works by harnessing all the pieces of information from social network users. And most mm -hmm. people do not understand the scope of Facebook's data collection. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's deep. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. um, and so it says, um, 
in a survey that was done by Digital Content Next, which is a trade group of news organizations that is frequently critical of Facebook, a majority of respondents said they didn't expect the social network to track use of non-Facebook apps to target ads, collect their physical location when they're not using Facebook, or harvest information from non-Facebook web websites that people visit. Spoiler alert, Facebook does all those things. Mm -hmm. It's not the people's fault if they don't know how Facebook works. If Zuckerberg and Facebook were comfortable with the data-based bedrock of their business, he should be able and willing to explain all the ways Facebook collects data on everyone and how it uses it. It felt as though the company made a calculated decision to deflect rather than talk openly about the scope of Facebook data collection and its data-based ad system. And to me, the writer, that was a sign that Facebook is embarrassed about what it does for a living. Yeah, because Facebook makes, you know, if you're like, Facebook is free. Facebook makes so much money. Oh, yeah. Off of ads. Absolutely. I mean, they have to. That's the whole yeah. point. Like, it doesn't, again, it doesn't exist for, like, for me to be able to share pictures of my dog and my cat. Like, that's not, like, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> they're, that's not what they're there for. They're there for me to um, be able to do that. And while I'm on there, I'm getting advertisements, like you said, for the thing that I just talked about for the thing that right. I just shot for, for the, mm -hmm. for the, you know, like the clearance sale uh, email that I just opened mm -hmm. because I saw the heading and they're like, Oh, you're interested in a new pair of jeans. Great. Look at these jeans, you know? Um, right. So that's what they're there for. It's, it's a business. I mean, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is a billionaire. Um, mm -hmm. So, and again, Just I don't trust parents. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with any of that. Um, I'm not limiting my Facebook use off of this. Again, I've, I, I do see the benefit for myself, even as a consumer. There's many things. And you always tease me. You know, oh, that, my oh. God. I didn't know <laughs> that you were one of those people. I was like, who buys this stuff that just pops up on their timeline? Me. You. Yeah. <laughs> I buy those things. I love that stuff. I I found lots of good products that I really like just based on the oh, advertising. Yeah. And I know that it's targeted to me. And it's not like, oh, you know, I'm being, you know, like, I get it. Like, like I was searching. Thank you for giving me things that I want. Yes. Thank you for easier giving me for things me. that I want. I was <laughs> looking for that. You gave me an option that I didn't even know existed because lots of, you know, lots of smaller startup companies will advertise on Facebook because it's a cheaper platform than mm -hmm. you know taking out some other kind of advertisement and you know no, yeah, not right. anymore they're changing the whole like ad system it's anyway it's crazy but yeah. right compared to traditional advertising it compared is to cheaper. traditional advertising it's much cheaper and a startup company will use that and get exposure that way and so you mm -hmm. have you know lots of companies that have you know started super small advertised there and because they're be, their ads are being shown to people who are interested in that very product that they're offering. They've been able to, you know, build their business. I think it's great. Like, <laughs> that's terrific. So, but like, let's, you know, let's be honest about what it is that's happening. And, you know, again, the fact that you're kind of being dodgy and not answering the questions completely or, you know, sort of like creatively, you know, um, misdirecting your answers makes me feel like there's something else going on that I'm not seeing. 
And now I, you know, it leaves me wondering, like, well, maybe I, you know, maybe it's not ter as terrific as I think it is, mm -hmm. um, because you're clearly needing to leave something out or, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, that's that's the that's the deal there. So, um, it's it should be he apparently they sent him back with there's some uh, one of the other articles that I read about it um, said that. Um, they sent um there was a bbc article where the where the headline was um the senate sends um or congressional hearings send uh, mark zuckerberg back home with a, a pile of homework because he had many questions that he answered by saying and he said this over and over again i'll have my team i'll have to have my team look that up you know okay we'll go um, look it up right <laughs> So there's a lot of things that he's on the hook for going to have, quote unquote, his team look up so that um, he can provide an answer. So it's going to be an ongoing thing. It should be interesting to see how this develops. Um, you know, I'm all for the, you know, free market and the way that this is, you know, looks like it's supposed to be working. But I'm, I am very much um, listening and watching closely to see um where it goes because it, it does seem odd that they would um that he would be so evasive yeah hmm. so so yeah so those are my two newsworthy pieces irvine and uh, washington dc hey very good yeah but so you got, what i got so got, viral box so the word on everyone's um tongue this week has been cardi Oh, Cardi Lord. B, that is. So, Ugh. I believe Friday, April 6th, um, Cardi's first um, studio album came out. It called okay. Invasion of Privacy. Um, and the reason why it's viral Vox is because it's all that anyone is talking about on social media. So oh, okay. she had a whop so far she's had a whopping 2.6 million tweets wow. just about the release of this, you know, album. Okay. Um also she's been getting a lot of um support from different celebrities. Um Oprah Oh, um, took a picture and was like, she's listening to Invasion of Privacy, which um, Cardi B was like, what? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, um, Oprah does anything with your stuff and you're, yeah. Yeah, you're like, um, I don't even know, Oprah, know my name. So, mm -hmm. um, so there's, um, you know, Erica Badu and um, I think Timbaland and just like a bunch of like, you know, Missy Elliott, a bunch of people, you know, just congratulating her on a good album. Mm -hmm. um, because it's been a long time coming, you know, Bodak Yellow's been old and she's done some um, mixtapes, but that's not the same as, you know, a studio album. Sure. Um, and so there's a lot of pressure on her about, you know, it's going to be good and this and this and that. And, um, you know, it went gold in one day. Mm -hmm. okay. So it's, um, of course, headed to be number one on the Billboard charts. Mm -hmm. Um you know, I listen to some of it, you know, it's fine. Like, it, you know, it's not my thing. You know, like, just, you know, like, I right. love Bodak Yellow because I felt like it was ratchet and empowering and it was so, like, 
you know, was Atlanta, it ratchet like, and empowering? It was. It's hard to explain, but it's ratchet and empowering at the same time. So mm-hmm. I listened to it, and some of it, like, I don't really care for, like, that song that she has out, Be Careful. It's fine. And, like, some of those songs are fine. I do like the song that she has with Chance the Rapper. Um, I like Chance the Rapper. Yeah, so she has a really good song with him that I like now that, I, of course, I can't remember the name. But it's kind of uplifting and positive, so it's a good one. And she okay. also, of course, has some amazing collaborations. So everyone who's hot, you know, she has SZA, Amigos, Kilani. I think that's, I think it's Kilani. I can't remember. But I, I, I kind of don't mind that song either. So it's good, you know, summertime. You know, if it ever becomes summer out here. Well, today it was. It was 80 degrees today. But it's been <laughs> freezing all week. So mm-hmm. it's crazy. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of what's been going on with her. Also, the other big news, like I what I was going to talk about, I think I mentioned it like in an earlier podcast. There's been a whole lot of is she pregnant, is she pregnant kind of thing. And I was like, hey, again, I'm not going to keep talking about that because that's one of those things where Sooner or later, you're going to find out. So it was like, I'm going to play the guessing game about this. Right. And so she was the um, musical guest on SNL this past Saturday. And on her second song, she debuted her baby bump. So confirming the pregnancy with um, uh-huh. her baby. She's having a baby with her fiance, Offset, from the Migos. And they're expecting a little one later this year. Her sister kind of um, spoiled that it's a girl. But okay. she is quite busy. You know, people have been, you know, giving her the kind of Lauren Hill treatment hmm. about the pregnancy. Like, get rid of that baby. Your 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 career is, you know, popping right now. And she's kind of like, um, I'm a grown lady. <laughs> like, Not get rid of that baby. Yes, that is like, you know, people like when Lauren Hill got pregnant, like when she was like popping, people like literally told her like, you don't have this is not the right time for you to have a baby. And so oh, I Cardi's, did not know that. That is yeah, horrible. That's what, that's what Zion, like her song was about. Yeah, people were like, don't have that baby. And so, mm-hmm. so like Cardi B was getting the same thing. And she's like, that was never really like something I was thinking about. She's like, first of all, I'm a grown lady. Uh, <laughs> like She's only 25, though. But she's like, I've grown. And she's like, I yeah, have money, right. you know, to take care of a baby. Like, why you know like that's not even something I was you know would even consider like mm-hmm. like that's you know whatever and she's like it's a blessing and people are trying to you know make it into all this other stuff she's like it is what it is so you know she's like it wasn't planned but you know I'm not gonna have an abortion just because my career is popping so um unlike oh, god um, the fact that anybody would even suggest that is mind-blowing oh, yeah. to me oh yeah and so, because um, she she was on the Breakfast Club, I think today or yesterday, or sometime this week, mm-hmm. and she was talking to them about, um, you know, kind of like the record label and the record label, because you know they just have her like, she's busy, like super booked. She's doing Coachella, of Coachella this year, and um, you know Beyonce didn't do it last year because she was pregnant, but she was like, you know, she's gonna do it, and um, how pregnant yeah, then, is she at this point? I think she probably looks about. Four months or so. So oh, okay, so she's not like, yeah. I mean, because she's not this like, weekend. yeah. It's not like she's gonna like pop anytime soon, but mm-hmm. like she's not. Yeah, I think she's a few months along. Um, so yeah. Oh, but back to the, like the number one Billboard chart thing. So mm-hmm. she would be the fifth female rap artist to be number one on Billboard charts. 
So the others mm-hmm. were Nicki Minaj, Eve, Lauren Hill, and Foxy Brown. Okay, wow. Yeah. So um, that's the Cardi news. So yeah, the she Cardi is news. all over Bacarlis or whatever her name is. I think that's her name. Bacarlis. Something like that. Bacarlis? Yeah. Huh. I think she's like Trinidadian and something else. I can't remember. Maybe Puerto Rican Trinidadian. So yeah. Um. So yeah. Okay. Cardi B. Cardi B doing the thing and not really loving the seedy side of like the music business and um all that comes with like being like you know a popping you know rapper artist you know like again you know. Say what you will about Cardi B. She's crazy. But, you know, it's kind of, I like, you know, she is making money just being herself. And yeah, she know, is. Kudos to her. So, yeah, you, you go, girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you go, girl. You go, girl. Okay, so, wait, tell me everything. Um, I just want to do one little, like, Atlanta thing. Okay. Um, People have been annoying me this week regarding <laughs> my mayor, Keisha. Keisha, why? What did Keisha do? Okay, Keisha didn't do anything out of the ordinary, but people are, like, blowing it up. So, she, um, an article came out in AGC, and it was picked up, AJC was picked up other places, um, about her asking, you know, kind of the head people, like her cabinet or whatever you call it in the city level, to resign to us uh, to you know submit their resignations and she was going to hire back the people that she wants to keep okay so the articles can come like oh she's shady what no and i'm just like um it, this is like normal operating procedure. right i was just so, gonna say isn't that what all new mayors do well the thing is she was like very like like I guess some people do it like immediately and she waited she told everyone she's gonna give them 90 days to see how they worked out if they worked out like she'd keep them if not you know like you know resign so um yeah, a lot of people you know fired people from previous administrations like at the you know the president even in between terms if they get a second term they'll ask all their cabinet members to resign and they, you know, they keep some, some don't say. So it's not, right. it's like standard operating procedures for a politician. It really is, yeah. And people are just like blowing it up to the point where she actually had a press conference. Was it Wednesday? I can't remember. I was driving back from Smyrna. Mm-hmm. Anyway, where she basically had to go, hey, y'all, this is like what? we do like this isn't out of the ordinary like so this I, isn't news like this isn't news this isn't news, this isn't like, news. This is like news. yeah so, i shouldn't yeah. have to have a press conference about something that's like standard practice right so just just crazy sounds like lord have mercy my, y'all down. leave my mayor keisha alone leave her leave alone. keisha let keisha do her job please let keisha do her job stop you know they thought she was going to be a, you know a puppet of the previous mayor but she's trying to kind of set herself apart so i'm excited about her. um what she's gonna do um so yeah so looking forward to more of that 
Okay, so now to the actual like celebrity news. There's one that's kind of a doozy. It's going to take forever, but I'm going to do this one quick, real quick. So Mariah Carey. Yeah, Mariah Uh Carey. So in the um, news that's not really a shock to anybody who's kind of noticed her behavior over the years, um, she opened up to People Magazine recently about her health and her battle with bipolar disorder. Oh, well, that makes a world of sense. Right. I was like, when I saw it, I was like, huh, okay. Totally explains her behavior. Oh, I actually feel a little silly that I didn't put that together myself. Me too. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, wait a minute. I was like, duh. Okay. Duh. Yeah. So Big duh. Said, yeah. She was first diagnosed in 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, of course, she's been dealing with it, you know, um, all these years. Mm-hmm. But she was, she said, until recently, I lived in denial and isolation and in constant fear someone would expose me. Mm-hmm. It was too heavy a burden to carry, and I simply couldn't do that anymore. I sought and received treatment. I put positive people around me and I got back to doing what I love, writing songs and making music. So she's in therapy and she's taking medication um, for bipolar disorder, which is, you know, you call it, you know, manic depression where you have like periods of like mania and kind of hypo, you know, hyperactivity and then, you know, deep, you know, lows or what are you doing? Mm -hmm. It's not me. I'm sorry. That is the dog. I don't know what he saw out the window. He came to tell me about it. Oh, uh, good grief. Our apologies. And, uh, yes. And then <laughs> I was like, what is happening over there? It's like you're like, like a deck of cards just falling on the floor for a second. Well, because okay. I was trying to like push him away because he was like, I was like, go, don't whine over here. Oh, well, and I heard <laughs> the whine and I actually didn't think anything of it. But yeah, the pushing him away, I was just like, Oh, now he's barking and oh, now he's barking. You know what it is? The the um somebody rang the doorbell downstairs, and it sounds exactly like our doorbell. Uh-huh. So he feels the need to whatever secure the premises, but no one. Yeah, it's. I'm sorry. Please oh, um, ignore him. I'm going to try to soothe him so that he'll stop barking. Oh, Colonel. Okay. So yeah, Mariah Carey. So you know bipolar disorder you know periods of lows and you know hyperactivity highs so hypermania oh, wow gosh that makes so much sense mm-hmm, well good for her a little therapy a little prescription drugs yeah and i think that the more people talk about you know like of course not making a lot of this all like you know mental um illness is a very serious thing and i think Absolutely. a lot of people are very like um, like she said, like she was fear, like someone like, should, will expose her, and I'm like, that's not even something that should be a fear. Like, sure, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you have this, you know, um, disorder or some kind of mental health, um, mental illness, like it shouldn't be something you're ashamed of. Absolutely like, not. Yeah, you know. But I found that I guess it's because I'm just kind of the person I am. I'm just like, whatever. It is what it is. And I guess right. some people are like you should be like kind of more discreet about these things. I feel like the more you talk about it, the more you kind of normalize it and like, you know, like, you know, people have different things that they're dealing with and, you know, you shouldn't have, there shouldn't be a stigma, you know, when you have like these stigmas that leads, you know, you know, people, you know, to kind of feel like they need to take other solutions or like, you feel like feel isolated and, 
all that mm-hmm. kind of, or not take care of their health or get the health that they need because they're embarrassed or whatever. So right. I'm all in favor of people being honest about the health people challenges. Just be honest. Be honest. Be you know, transparent. Like, be open. Just be you. Yeah, because I told, um, I think I've said it on here, I think, too, where people were like, you know, you know, when I was, you know, going through, I was going through and, you know, my, um, my experience with the mental health <laughs> world and therapy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all that stuff that I went through, um, you know, people were like, you know, just pray about it and do this. I was like, I need Jesus and medication. Mm-hmm. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. So that's kind right. of, you know, so I was like, good for you, Mariah. Hope that, you know, this is a good, you know, it seems like it's a good thing for you. And, you know, you're kind of getting you on the right track, you know, feeling more, you know, like yourself. And I know that'll be nothing but good things for her family and her, her children. So that's, you know, all good. I think it's all good when anybody gets whatever it is that they need to help them mm-hmm. be able to just Function. do life. Like he do said, life. like go back, go back back to the things that she has a passion for and be mm-hmm. able to do them, you know, in a way that she's able to enjoy it and benefit from it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm all for that. So good for her. Yeah, it's um, it's for actually you. a really brave thing. And I, like you said, I, I hope it would, It'd be nice if people would talk about these things more openly mm-hmm. and more honestly um, so that it isn't, this is not the, you know, this becomes the norm and not. And the it's not exception. considered brave. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not a big brave thing. It's just, you know, no, this is, we just talk about these things because everybody's got issues. Every family has something that's going on and, you know, it's, you know, again, it's, it's so awful to paint this picture of, um, perfect families and perfect people who don't have any issues like that's not what any the world has ever been made up of Mm-mm. and um and the more that we feed that uh, picture the worse that it is for the for regular folks who are actually suffering for through some things um in, mm-hmm. in shame and in quiet for no good reason for no good reason mm-hmm. so yeah go mariah go mariah you go, girl. Okay, I forgot to add something. <laughs> you go, girl. That's that is really your go-to. That is. I'm like circa like 1990. Yeah. I'm wow. I live in the 90s. You know, that's um, my thing. That's my thing, girl. I don't know that it uh, is. It is. You be quiet. It's my thing. <laughs> I said it. I said it so it's true. Okay, mm. now to the tomfoolery and just shenanigans of the week. Oh, I love the tomfoolery and shenanigans section. Okay, brought to you by the Kardashians. Oh, they're like the 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 queens of tomfoolery and shenanigans. Yes, they're always good for some like crazy like things going on. So drama. Okay, okay. so first of all. Um, you know that Chloe Kardashian, we talked about it like ages ago. It was pregnant, right? Right, right, right. She had the she did it all like off off social media. No, 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 no. No. That was Kylie. The older oh, sister geez. was pregnant at the same time. Okay. Okay. So Chloe Kardashian. I did we did the story because I said that her boyfriend was 
a Cleveland Cavalier, Tristan Thompson, and he left his pregnant girlfriend for Chloe. Um, Remember we talked about that yes, like ages yes. ago. Okay, yes. I mentioned that. Okay, so them. So this is that couple. So, okay. um, so last week video um, emerged of him uh, canoodling with a woman in a club. <laughs> Not canoodling. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wait. Okay. Brownie points for vocabulary choice. Yes, I, I like love it. canoodling. Yes, canoodling. Uh, yes, so there's footage of him leaving a day party, um, where they were very with a woman who they were very much not like, yeah, like canoodling. Like it was more than like, oh, hey, girl, what's going on? It was, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And apparently, she went back to his hotel. I think they were at a Four Seasons, where the mm-hmm. team was staying, and mm-hmm. um, around eight thirty. And uh, four hours later, they emerged hmm. from the hotel. Um, and I think he had changed for another event. Um, hmm. She also posted um, some video um, on social media of them engaged in, um, was it called flagrante delecto or something? <laughs> what? Flagrante delecta, excuse me? It what? Compromising. It's just a phrase I remember from an old, like, t- movie that I used to like. Uh, I still like it. But yeah, whatever. So, in a compromising. What movie? <laughs> what? I can't even remember the. Um, Flagrante delecta? I want to say it was like Clue or something. Anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> But I'm stuck on that. So anyway, she like showed like some video of them, you know, being intimate on social media and of course deleted it later. Uh-huh. Um, so there was that. And then some more video came out from October. Like this was just last week, him and this woman. Okay. And so, you know, Chloe Kardashian she had her baby today. So, you know, she was very pregnant, like super pregnant when he did this. And then, yeah, and then October video um, emerged of him fooling around with like two or three women, like in a club, like out in the open, like kissing, touching, all stuff, like in a club, like out in the open. Mm -hmm. So um, while he was very much you know, with Chloe, and she was pregnant, I believe, you know, at that time as well. So, yeah, so all of this, you know, kind of broke last week. She was, um, you know, about to give birth, like, you know, like a week, you know, soon, mm-hmm. any day at that time. Um, and they're saying that she's distraught and in disbelief. But she's she actually- shouldn't be. Oh, we're going to get to that. Oh, my goodness. You know, I'm, I'm, okay, let's go. Okay. So, um, she, um, this is, you know, this is, you know, the Kardashians have tabloids on their payroll. So, this is all, like, whatever. Um, So, she doesn't live in L.A., you know, because he um, is in Cleveland, you know, and so she's in Cleveland with him. And so he's playing or whatever. So she's in Cleveland, 
you know, playoffs are about to have come up. Um, she's distraught, apparently. Um, the quote is, her entire world has been turned upside down. She cried mm-hmm. hysterically all night. She begged to come back to L.A. and tried to find any way to make it work, but her doctor wouldn't let her. She just wants to be with her family and leave as soon as possible. Chris is there and completely supporting her. Um, she will obviously never be able to trust Tristan again or look at him the same way. Her world is shattered. She's in complete disbelief that this is happening. Uh-huh. The family absolutely believes it's in Chloe's best interest to end the relationship, but will support her either way. So her mom is there, and of course her sisters are probably there at this point. Now, you know, they're in their famous Kardashian crisis mode. And they were just trying to keep her calm, you know, before she gonna have a baby. Because of course, she ended up going into labor, and all um, that stuff. So this is the other thing they were gonna get to that. Um, Chloe moved her life to Cleveland for Tristan and made sure he was a priority, so something like this wouldn't happen. She feels defeated and betrayed. Chris has been there to help calm her. They're all really worried, and all her sisters are dropping everything to be with her. So. Yeah, I was like, girl. Mm-mm. Okay, so go on. Go on with your. Son. I, I just, you can't be mad. I, that's all I'm saying is you, because, like you reminded us at the top of this story, he left a pregnant woman to go be with her. So mm-hmm. you can't be surprised or any of, the, any of the words that you just used to describe her reaction. You can't be any of those things. When he turns around and cheats on you, the same, I mean, it's, it's, he's, he has not done anything outside of his character that he's already shown you. He's not done anything outside of his behavior (laughs) that he's already exhibited. Don't, uh uh-uh. She's a Kardashian. Whatever. Do that. I'm, she's special. Mm Mm-mm. Clearly she has gold, she has, she has gold down there or something, apparently, (laughs) so she thinks... I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, this, you know, I, you, you just, you're, you can't, you cannot have that expectation. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you feel like you're somehow, like you said, special, different, you know, your love is so powerful that he's not going to do to you like he, he did her. Well, now you yes. know. She has been parading him around. She, before all this broke, she just, I was like, the thing is, like, you, you know, the celebrities, like, especially, you know, with the NBA player, these men, and, like, all his little dirt going on with him, his, like, you know, previous behavior, mm-hmm. you can't go around gloating about how amazing your love is. Because she went, you know, there have been all these, like, you know, kind of, like, lingerie kind of pregnancy pictures with the both of them, and right before I think all this broke, she had, like, this long, like, Instagram post about how amazing he is and his love and their love and this baby and all of that. And I was just like, girl, now you know. You um, know, yeah. you, you know, because you were on the receiving end of it. You know, right. Again, like, I just, oh, it's so ridiculous to me. I mean, and oh. it's not just, it's just not, I mean, no, whatever, like, regular you know, regular people, you know, regular women out in the regular world do this sort of stuff. So I'm not, it's not mm-hmm. shocking in that sense, but it's always to me just, 
so ironic when a woman steals another woman's man and then gets mad because he turns around and cheats on her. Like, I, I'm like, really? Like, how could I, you know, I don't get it. I just how don't understand. Because everyone, you know, we all think we're different. Everyone thinks they're different. Um, and he won't do this to me. But I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. he was with that other girl for years. I mean, and a, and a man who will leave a pregnant woman. I mean, that, like, you got her pregnant. Like, she hasn't even had your baby yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the, like, that, like, any man who will do that will do, is, you know, like, that is just, he has no character to begin with. And but um, all of a sudden, he's going to grow some sort of conscience and, and high caliber of whatever because you're with him. Okay. Right. And so... Cavalier fans were not having it. Apparently, lots of Kardashian fans in Cleveland, um, because he was not starting in the game, I guess, last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but people showed, um, held signs up showing their disapproval of Tristan's behavior. Oh, good for um, the fans. As well as booing him when he got off the bench to just go in to play. Good. Somebody needs to boo him. I mean, somebody needs somebody, to boo him. Somebody needs he to is trash. I mean, like, yeah, you, yeah, you are trash. You are the worst. Like you are the worst. You're the worst. You're just like a bad representative for for men near and far. Um, mm. Yeah. So you you yeah that uh, that actually that that's a pleasing part of the story because the world oh. needs to boo that sort of behavior more often. Yeah, and boo. the other thing was um, his the other baby's mom, um, Jordy, um, Jordan, because um, of course everyone has been saying like that's what she get. Da, da, da. You know, it's been all of that. Mm-hmm. Um and kind of saying like oh I know Jordy's like gloating or whatever whatever so she um posted a response on social media mm-hmm. and she, which is you know she usually like she has not said anything about them like on Instagram or the situation mm-hmm. or anything she's kind of just been like um I'm rich I'm I'm good over here minding my business. And with my baby, like, and she's like an, on islands on, you know, permanent vacation all the time and wearing her little cute outfit. So that's kind of like what her life is uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and running her, her businesses or whatever. So she um, wrote this. She said, if you respect yourself and you respect others, you would never make light of the misfortune of anyone. Nor would you feel indemnified when it comes at the expense of others. Wishing peace for everyone. Heart emoji. Oh, that was classy. Yeah, that's what I was like. See, this is a classy girl. It's like, mm-hmm. Tristan did not deserve her. She's a classy girl. Home training and all that. Home so, training and all that. Yeah, so she um, yeah, said that. So... I was like, that's, you know, that's very big of her. That's very, you know. It is. I mean, and, mm-hmm. I mean, what else, what is the point for her? Like, at this, you know, she's already, mm-hmm. like, she's on the clear other end of this at this point. Yeah, so, she's like, this ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, it's, it, it would, anything, anything less would have just been, you know, getting down in the dirt with the rest of them. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just really doesn't need to. 
Good for her. Yeah, good for her. But I can't say that I would be that big of a person. You know, I don't know that I wouldn't. I mean, honestly, because especially like that far past, because I'm a big proponent of, you know, when a, when somebody shows okay. you who they really are, just believe Believe them. You, you know? know what the thing is? Okay. This is the thing. What's the thing? In public on Instagram, I would be Jordy. But with y'all <laughs> in your kitchen or somewhere or okay. group text, okay. it would be lit. Fair enough. In Fair the enough. Group text. Fair enough. Because I'm sure Jordy would be like, mm-hmm, that's what that mm, get. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No. Fair enough. I I agree. Yes. I think we. I think because come on, Jordy. Come, come on. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I agree. No. I'm I'm right there with you. I'm right there with yeah. you. But definitely, in like, public, there is no point in, and but even in private, I don't. There's no point in like going after, you know, like even having, you know, what I'm saying, like, yeah, like with your girls or whatever, you're gonna be all, you know, feel whatever you're feeling, whether you mm-hmm. know. But um, in terms of both in public and in private, having any sense of like, oh, let me, you know, confront you now or go and taunt you or whatever, like that's just not necessary. Um, yeah, it's like just me, you like- know. Yeah, I think yeah. I, it's, it depends. Like, it's like there's some time that passes, and like you know, like your their hurt feelings and all that kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, I think about me and like you know, a certain situation. I was like, thank God I dodged a bullet. And like that was kind of mm-hmm. like you know what I mean, like where I was. And I was just like, oof. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Lots mm-hmm. of things you look back on and it's like, Ooh, Lord, I'm, I made it. Thank you for knowing more than I do, of course. But like, yes. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Well, good for you, Jordy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl. Do it. Keep it up. But yeah. Oh my God. I just love her. She's just like adorable. You have to look up her Instagram. She's like adorable. She looks like a doll. What is her name? Her full name? Jordy. Jordy C. And she's like adorable. I was like, I was I'm like, how are you gonna leave her for like? I get it, like you know, Courtney. Like Jordy has money, but Courtney, I'm sh- I mean, Chloe, I'm sure has more, and like you know, a lot more like exposure mm-hmm. than this girl. But I was like, Okay, and I was like, sure. She, I was like, she could be like solely vapid, but I was like, that seems like a very mature like thing to say. So I was like, maybe she's not. So I don't know, but I was like, this is just ridiculous. It's really sad, and there's just one more child brought into this mess. Ah, oh, yeah, that's really which is the sad part, the saddest part of the whole thing. Hmm. I think it's cute. Is she like a little doll? She's adorable. Yeah. Aww. Um, okay. Kardashians, drama. Not surprising. Drama. And I'm just going to like look and see, like Tristan Thomas is going to get destroyed. Well, and you know, he, he, he does deserve whatever, whatever booing and whatever. (laughs) He deserves whatever he gets off of this. Like, you know, it's just, uh, I can't. Yeah, they're going to turn, like, that machine. Like, it's already, you know, whatever. All the stuff that's kind of come out. It's just like, he's still stupid. Um, But, yeah, his daddy told him, don't do it, boy. Go back to your family. Mm -mm. Did his daddy tell him? 
He did. Dad, like, had a whole thing about, like, why are you leaving Jordy? Like, don't do that. <laughs> like, you need to stay with your family. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Should have listened to your dad. Yep. Dad has good advice. Usually. They usually do. They usually do. All right. Oh, and it's that time. It's the yawn. It's the yawn time. Mm-hmm. I gotta get up early in the morning. Okay. Buy me another love. I'm not quite there up. yet. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So, um, was that was that everything? Wait, tell me everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, there's no like ending. I'm just stop talking. I'm done. <laughs> no transitions. Um, no transitions. Just no. I'm, I'm a pro at this. Yeah, clearly, clearly. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, what? What? What's like? What time is it? Uh, not. Not. Don't tell me like what time. I'm just looking. Like a little time check. <laughs> like, are you asking actually actually the time? No, I'm just trying to do like a time check of the broadcast, like how long we've been talking. Cause like uh-huh. something else interesting happened. Um, but again, it's in my little um, RuPaul's Drag Race world. But it was oh, something that I'm sorry. It's something that applies to like all reality TV, okay. and it was just kind of interesting. I just thought. Because you know how, like, there's a whole, like, um, black bee, angry black woman kind of reality show character that, sure. you know, kind of started with Amorosa and kind of, you know, all these places or whatever. So within, like, drag race kind of competition, that's kind of been happening. There's, like, a black um, queen from Chicago who is very confrontational, but he's also known as like being like a, like a social justice kind of person, like in Chicago and kind of like very Mm -hmm. involved in like race issues and all that kind of thing. So very much like what he's doing while he's um, on drag race and kind of like brought that with him. And so there's a white queen from New York who talked bad about somebody else and then, like, when confronted with it, when they came all in the group, decided that they were going to, like, oh, no, no, I didn't say that. He was, like, um, no, lies. Like, this is what you said. Like, you're not going to sit here and lie or whatever, whatever. So from that point on, the White Queen has been very, like, trying to call him out and, like, try to pick fights with him where I'm just, like, mm-hmm. you need to know who you can pick fights with. And this isn't the person you need to pick a fight with because you're going to lose because he's going to go nuclear on you. So one of the things that was brought up was they were having an argument. He's the white queen picked it. He like started the whole thing Mm -hmm. and they tried to retreat and then like started crying and all that kind of stuff and playing victim when he started the whole thing. Right. Okay. So for the first time, really, I've ever seen on any reality show, the, the queen's name is Dixon, the black one, called it out right on air. He was like, you're not doing that you are not going to make me into like the black like villain and when you started all of this and you're going to like start crying so then the optics are everyone's going to see you crying all of a sudden I'm picking on you when the whole narrative was you started all this it's like we're not doing this so it started this whole thing about race and optics and like you know 
white, you know, characters like playing the victim because mm-hmm. once you start mm-hmm. crying, you know, right. like, you know, right. we've all been in those situations where, yes. like, you know, we're not even doing anything, but there's like an expression on your face. And someone's like, oh my gosh, she looks so mean. Or, you know, you make right. somebody cry. You're like, right. I didn't even do anything. Like, what are you talking right. about? And you get like pain like this. So I thought it was like an interesting place for this discussion to finally happen. <laughs> yeah, it is. Un- <laughs> unfortunate in a way because it's like, uh, it's know, a like- very niche audience already. So it's like, right. it's not one of those, like, it's going to be on like a broad scale, but it's like, come on. Like, I just, I'm like finally glad like someone called it out, but I was like, it's such a, it's an ongoing problem on reality TV, but like, it's one of those like black girl burdens, like things that absolutely, like, you know, absolutely. like people like are are like, okay, well, let me not say this or look this, let me be like nice, and so people won't think that I'm like you know a bitch, and it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't care anymore. Like now I'm too old, I don't care. Like whatever, whatever, I'm just gonna be me. But yeah, it's such a yeah. It's it was, rough. I, it's rough. So that was just like an interesting thing I mm-hmm. thought of. Well, like, I mean, yeah. In, um, like you said, it would have been nice if it happened in another more um, broader audience. A yeah. broader audience or whatever, because it is a discussion that, like, I mean, that crying thing has been a pet peeve of mine for so long. Because it's like, oh no, my god, don't go, don't start. You know, with the you know the trembling chin and the. No, yeah, honestly, the crying with no water coming out your eyes. Yeah, you're, not, you're playing games. Yeah, like stop. Yeah. It. You're playing games. Like, I feel, I feel threatened. A really wow. Okay, I feel victimized. Like yeah, yeah, when I heard like someone say that they felt threatened by like a partner of a law firm, who I was like, she's not gonna do anything to jeopardize her position in like her her career or like society to like I'm like she's not gonna touch you like all she's gonna do is give you a mean look like that's not a real thing like that's not threatening (laughs) right right looking at you is not threatening like putting your hands on me you know putting Mm -hmm. your hands on you that's threatening like but Mm -hmm. looking at you that's Mm -hmm. not threatening so it's just it's it's very interesting it's yeah Oh yeah, yeah. Something we do. No with. Point, no. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it is indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah, your personal thing. My personal thing. Um, okay, so this weekend I got to go uh, to the movies on Friday evening, and I saw Isle of Dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I've never heard of this before. The new Wes Anderson film. Oh, okay. I have. Go on. It is so sweet. It is. I just cannot say enough about how cute this movie is, and it's the sweetest little story. And you know how I, you know, I'm a obviously a huge dog lover. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that it's even like goes like I think it's a movie anyone can enjoy. Like it's definitely like extra for the dog lovers out there. Um, but it's just such a sweet little story about a boy and his dog, and it's all set in, um, you know, it's you know, this, the backdrop is Japan, and um, and it's it's so it's just beautiful, like it's you know that claymation type of you know, um, mm-hmm. and um, so that in and of itself to me is always fascinating. It's one of my favorite. Um, there's my dog shaking. Um, mm-hmm. 
um, it's one of the, you know, the, my favorite sorts of um, animation period. And um, so just the amount of detail that's paid, you know, to every single shot, every single movement, like that's incredible. They capture the um, expressions of the doggies, like the little doggy mannerisms and things like so precisely that it's ridiculous, like incredible. Um, and then the story is just super sweet. Like it's just, you know, it's such a cool little story and, and the way that it all plays out. And, and even like the, um, I had a couple of friends we talked about who, and one of them, you know, knows more about Japanese culture than I did. But I was saying, like, it seemed to me, um, just from an outsider's perspective, that they paid a great deal of attention to um, just, like, you know, all the details of, of, like, Japanese culture and the way that it was presented seemed very um, honoring. And um, and he was telling me, he was one of my coworkers, that, that that's true, that he, you know, like, that he knows more about it than I do. And he was saying, you know, that, yeah, they there's just, like, painstaking detail to mm. um the the Japanese culture and all the different aspects of it that are presented from living quarters to wardrobe to manners and all that sort of thing so I was like that's cool like it's just it's cool on a, a whole bunch of levels and it's just a sweet little film so if you haven't seen Isle of Dogs yet um go out and, and watch it it's like totally good like fine for the like, kids and you know like a, kind of an all ages sort of a deal so um okay. it was really sweet and um and you know my first question he, my friend my coworker who I, was, who I was talking about um he saw it before I did and of course my first question was you know am I gonna cry because I always like you know if you know like I'm that like I'm fine in the movie as long as it, nothing happens to the dog, <laughs> right? Mm, so um, I was like, am I going to cry? Is it going to make me, you know, and he was like, no, you know, you're good. And so if you're worried about that, if you're like me and you worry about that aspect of um, animal movies, then um, don't worry, you'll be fine. You're, you're definitely emotionally invested the whole time, but you, um, um so yeah, so it was just it was it was it was really sweet, and I just I I love it when there's a movie out like that that's kind of has so many different aspects to it that you can enjoy and appreciate, and that's clearly well thought out, and and it's Wes Anderson, so you know, it's that you know little bits of like quirky Wes Anderson humor throughout, mm -hmm. you know. So it, there's you know so there's like I think if you go as a family, like there's that aspect, like there's stuff for the adults that you get, you know, that the kids might not necessarily get and there's stuff for the kids all through, you know, so it's kind of like one of those things that I feel like everyone can see, appreciate, enjoy and make a night out of it. So go see Isle of Dogs. It's super adorable. And um, that's really it. It's just been, you know, there's nothing really much else going on with me. It's a ho-hum little life. Um, but I mean, in a good way, like boring and uneventful and no drama. Man, is day of terrific. The week. Yes, so it's it's all good over here, and um, you know, I've been um, I've been cooking again, making making things, yeah. feeling proud of myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, and all that's going really well too. So. Yeah, all as well. I don't have a whole lot to report this week, but um, yeah, that, so I guess it's basically a movie review for me. 
Okay, well, I reviewed um, Married at First Sight the other week. So. <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> so it was my turn. My turn to plug, yeah. plug a show, plug a film. Oh my gosh, that was too funny. Um, so, yeah, so me, again, like, working, that's what I do, mm-hmm. and um, that's kind of it, but um, I had an experience yesterday oh. that was super fun and okay. unexpected, so early, early, early in the morning, okay. at, like, 6.30, Ooh. I happened to be up, because I, like, woke up at 4 o'clock and couldn't go back to sleep, so I was watching, like, uh. Office episodes, um, so I was up, but it was, you know, I got a text and I was like, who is texting me at 630 in the morning? Right. And so I was, I was like, okay, so either it's the fella, which I'm just like, it's still early. Mm-hmm. Or, and I was like, who could this be? And it was Bestie who was texting me to tell me that her and her hubby were coming down to Atlanta and they were going to a food show. They had an extra ticket. And would Ooh. I like to go? And I said yes. Oh, I'm um, resounding yes. <laughs> and I was like, I have like a meeting, you know, thing that I had to go to at, you know, 11.30, 12.30. But I will be on my way after that. So, you know, he works for, um, he's a director of food services for a college. And so uh-huh. they have like, you know, different vendors come to this. It was like in an exhibit hall, two exhibit halls. Okay. And they had different nice. vendors from different food companies. And uh-huh. they all had little, you know, they all had food to mm. kind of showcase their products. And so I was starving. <laughs> and so they were like, pace yourself. And I was like, no, I'm hungry. Oh, so Lord. I was just like a little, no, 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 eating everything. Wow. And uh, to the point where I like, uh, I actually like moaned towards the end. Wow. Like, I think there was a guy passing by me who heard me. I was like, oh. wow. Wow. <laughs> uh. yeah. Public moaning, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Public moaning. I was so embarrassed, but I was like, it was so good. So yeah, like I had these delicious scallops. Oh, and this um, there was a um, I think it was a what was it? A plantain with like some mojo pork. I like some pickled vegetables and a sour orange crema. Mm. Oh my god, so good! And like these um, skirt state tacos. Mm, um, lovely, like all these, like they're okay. They had like a they had different rolls. So they had like the dessert section. They had like the seafood section. They had like mm. the yummy crab cake. Um, like a tuna, like tacos, very good. And like they had like an Italian section, so just think I had like a lobster squiddy ravioli and okay. um, all these like delicious sausages and like salamis and different like Italian meats. Oh my god, it was so good. Um, I'm like my mouth is watering right now just thinking about it. <laughs> One of the and I had like a wild. There's a guy who was doing wild boar products, so there was a wild boar meatball on a farro risotto Ooh, delicious but the best thing he had like a little plate on the like warmer with like some little bacon i was like okay this doesn't look like regular bacon 
And I didn't think about it. I was like, the bacon was the most delicious thing I've ever eaten in my life. And, like, bacon's already pretty good. Right. We already love bacon. This wild boar bacon. Ooh, wild boar bacon. Oh, my God. It was so delicious. I was just like, (sighs) so, and then, like, all these delicious pizza ones. Um, vendor had their own like fancy like pizza oven right in the middle of the exhibit hall and was mm-hmm. making pizza like start to finish like throwing the dough like this really like fresh like tomato sauce and like the uh, it, it was just amazing oh my gosh, that sounds awesome and so there's a whole thing where you know like the bestie takes off to go to this and um she goes every year and there's a whole thing where like the pumpkin went with him at first it was just like you know he would go you know work colleagues or just by himself mm-hmm. and one year um cupcake not cupcake she wasn't here yet, i don't think um pumpkin was sick Mm-hmm. And so she ended up having to come with him. And I was like, oh, she got real unsick. She's like, she sure did. She came home and just gloated and told me all about how great it was. And I was like, <laughs> um, I'm going next year and every other year. And I was like, I wasn't even halfway in. I was like, I was there for two hours. They had been there for like four hours. And I was like, listen, um, now you have one more person that's gone every year. Like, right. I would stop doing whatever I'm doing to come here. And um, I was like, you just can't show me a good time and then take it away. Yeah, like, exactly. This... Exactly. So this is what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah. So this is now the tradition, right? This is now the tradition. You just add me along to it. Yeah. Like your wife and me. We're yep. all going to go. Yep. This is going to be our lunch that we do once a year or whatever. And yes, we're all going to do this. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, so that, that was terrific. super fun. And, you know, like this is much better than I think that last. What is that? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't uh, do it again. It wasn't me. No, it's something outside. Oh, um, okay. Then that last. Um, food show me and you went to which was a disaster oh my gosh that was the that night was, market one yes what a that it's unspeakable let's not speak of it it was let's so bad not, it's the voldemort of food. Oh, yes yeah, it is it is it's the Steve food Vince. show that shall not be mentioned it's the yes it was just <laughs> so bad the finish was just like yes, these people had no logistical issues. It ran like clockwork. Amen. It was beautiful. I'm I was like, I am very impressed, and this was amazing. Yeah, um, they even had like a Philly cheesesteak guy, and he had his in little bags, and I was like, oh, thank you. I'm just gonna take this to go with me and <laughs> eat this later, and I'm gonna eat all this random stuff. There are some of our people who had, because um, like there are other vendors there, so there are container vendors, beverage vendors, all kinds of things. So oh. some of these ladies, I don't need to tell you their complexion, I took some of don't. the to-go containers to that was going it. around and putting things mm-hmm. in the containers. Mm-hmm. Just just I ain't mad at the concept, but I was like, you can't do that. That don't look, that's not right. That's, that's not, that not right. good. Yeah. It's just not, it's not right. But I'm like, I feel you, girl. I feel right. You. Right. I see you. I see you. <laughs> I, I, I got dinner right here. Because there's, there's no way you can eat all that food. It was no. so much food. And I'm still, like, very upset about all the food I didn't eat. 
all the things that you missed out on. Like, I didn't waste my time on, like, chicken fingers. And you know how I love a chicken finger. You love a good chicken finger. I am like a five-year-old when it comes to chicken fingers. You are. It is astounding. I mean, it's truly astounding. Like, fine dining and how I appreciate good food. Mm -hmm. I was like, give me a good chicken finger. I was trying to explain. I was telling somebody about some cruise I went on and how... I ate a lot of chicken fingers. I was like, what? I was like, because the food, like, even though it's supposed to be, like, good food, it didn't really, it wasn't really, like, good. So I was like, I would much rather have a chicken finger than, like, this faux, like, fancy food. Love, yeah, the faux fan. Don't give me faux fancy. Don't give me faux fancy food. I'm going to do all, like, just give me a chicken finger if I'm going to, like, just do this. Because, like, people eat on the cruises. I was like, I wasn't that impressed with the food on cruises. So I was just like. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. I was Thanks. not impressed with the food on, cru- on the cruise. The one, the one cruise that outside of the on. restaurant. Yeah, the one cruise. Yeah, outside of the rest, the restaurants were great. Like there was like I think the cruise that we went on, we there was like I think four or six like fancy restaurants that you could you know do dinner at throughout the week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were all really good. Like worth you know you paid a little bit extra that night if you wanted to use them or whatever you know. Um, so, and even the fancy dinners that were included in the, like, ballroom or whatever, you know, those were actually really decent as well. But the lunch, breakfast and lunch. So mediocre, like, just beyond mediocre. And people Whoa. were eating, like, I mean. Monsters, like, there was, this was all the food that they I would mean, ever and, have. like, they'd never seen, like, cold cafeteria, pe- like, or, like, I should say, lukewarm cafeteria pizza before. You know, like, oh I was, God, like. People went crazy about the pizza on cruises. I don't understand it. And I was, like, I do they not think. have pizza where you come from? Like, what, <laughs> you know, like, what is, <laughs> that you just have to eat, like, hordes of this, like, very mediocre. Basic. It's basic so pizza like it's almost it's just like a step away from frozen it might be frozen it might um, be. i'm thinking it's frozen i'm thinking it's frozen so i i was astounded by the way and like and like hot dogs like i was i was like it's a hot dog people like everybody realize why is there such a long line for like again a basic hot dog like not like even like a oh this is gonna be like loaded with like amazing things on top like no 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 just a basic hot dog, like literally mustard, like you know, just condiments on the side to put on it. Like, and again, I, I love a hot dog. I Even love a good hot, hot dog. dog. I am not mad at you. the week, but I'm not I stand in line in Disneyland for the corn dog. I do oh, but that. that's different. That this is what I'm saying. Like, magical, right? Like, but if it's magical, you stand in line for it. But if it's just literally like the hot dog that you can make for yourself in your own kitchen at any given time of the year, no, sir. I say no. So I yeah. Say no. I say okay. no. So yeah, okay. I feel you. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That was great. So one <laughs> week closer. <laughs> we were fabulous. <laughs> and modest. <laughs> that is never not gonna be a joke. No, that is never not gonna be funny. That is always gonna be included at this point. Uh, I can't wait to. I guess you get to see her when you come out here. Oh my gosh! Oh, that, I should have included that in my let's get personal. I'm very excited that I finally have actually booked the trip that we've been talking about. Because <laughs> up until just a few days ago, it was still just on the calendar. Like I had gotten my requested PTO approved at work. I had put it on the calendar. I had sent the dates out to you and my other Atlanta people, and everyone knows I'm going and whatever. 
but I hadn't actually booked the trip. Um, so it was all theory until it was all theory until this week. It was all up for grabs. But this week, I actually had, uh, and I'm glad. You know, like it was. Uh, it's again, it's the worst week to go to Atlanta. It because. really is because every school in the HBCU has graduation that weekend. And you school. always come out that weekend. Well, you know, I have to have a serious discussion with our mutual friend's dance director because her I'm little like, spring, I mean, I, I'm going to have to have them direct me to who she is and just have a little, you know, coming, coming together, coming to the minds because they have their part of the reason I picked that weekend is because they have their spring recital. And so I attend the baby's, you know, spring recital. Um, and it just, for, for the last, what, three years, it's mm. always on the same weekend that all the HBCUs graduate. And so Atlanta hotels and all the airlines are like, yep, there's, this is a weekend that everybody and their mama has got to be here and will do whatever they need to to see Ray Ray walk across the stage. So and, it's also graduation and we hold reunion during the same week. So right. you are, you know, right. people coming back for that too in addition yeah. to graduation and, you know, hotels are booked, yeah. have been booked and yeah, it's just yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. So what I'm really excited about is that I found a really cute Airbnb that had outstanding reviews. Um, and that's only like, what did I say? Like less than a mile from the, the hotel that I stayed at last time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I might, and it was so much more uh, affordable than, um, than any of the hotels that I was looking at. That any of the hotels and here's the thing and this is partially my problem you know how I've always worked on the principle that I need to if I'm going to go someplace and stay there it needs to be at least as nice if not nicer than my own place like my own home mm-hmm. and since I've gone to the trouble and effort and investment to make my home really really nice I've kind of backed you myself you set the bar <laughs> really high i set the bar really high yeah so my personally i don't have that thing because you know how i am on vacation i'm rarely in the room so i don't care but yeah you have this rule which sometimes Mm -hmm. is kind of annoying and i have to think about whenever we book a trip i'm like oh god i won't stay there i won't stay just anywhere i won't you know my sister deals with it too because she'll you know she'll bunk somewhere and i'm like "Mm -mm, nope not going to do it. Um, no, I mean, so I, I'm not going to go, like, whatever. But I'll stay in a Holiday Inn. I'm like, I don't care. Like, mm-hmm, it's clean. Yeah, Give mm-hmm. me a bed. I'm only going to be in a few hours. And, like, I, when I'm on vacation, you know me. Like, I'm not in my room. I'm out. I am vacation. I am out and seeing things and out in the world. I can sleep when I get home. So, I'm mm-hmm, like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't have that fancy... I'm like, because yeah. I don't swim, so I don't care about how nice your pool is and all the little amenities. I'm not working out in the gym. I don't do it at home. I'm not going to do it on vacation. <laughs> um, I'm not going to eat your food because I'm going to go out into the city and explore and eat somewhere fabulous. So, yeah, like, none of that's a concern to me. Like, I don't care. I literally just need a bed 
Like, it just needs mm-hmm. to be, like, a step above a futon. Like, I just need it to oh, not be God, a futon. Oh, God, no. I know. And I, I, d- I can't. it to be my own bed. Like, I don't, I, yeah, like, it just has to be my own bed. Like, I don't care about any of the other stuff. Like, I don't care how small it is. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Good. After, like, European hotels, like, you know, small rooms, I'm like, okay, this yeah, is. Yeah, I don't care about size so much, but it does need to be nice. And I my sheets need to be soft. Everything needs to be plush. Um, yeah, I, I can't. Any of those I can't. I look, because I literally, I literally cannot sleep. Like, we went to, um, I mentioned a few weeks ago, we went up to Morro Bay, and we stayed at, um, it, the, the, actually, the property was really nice. Um, and everything about the room was like, it was fine, but the sheets, I mean, I don't know what thread count they were, but it wasn't enough. Um, they weren't enough thread. Well, maybe that's part of my problem. Maybe I'd sleep better if I got nicer sheets. Oh God. But no, yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's the solution. Cause I've slept on nice sheets before and I, I just, I don't know. What's, what's my my therapist? You know, when I go back to my therapist, if they can help me get yeah. to the root of that. No one has been able to crack that nut yet. Yeah, you need to because you just sleep deprived as anybody. Oh, it's about to get worse. Oh, good lord. Um, yeah. So yeah. So all that to say, because I have this ridiculous standard, I was only looking at a certain echelon of hotels, um, and all of those were asking mm-hmm. Ritz Carlton. Mm. It's very expensive. Um, and it wasn't so, some of the, I was finding some decent nightly, you know, like nightly rates, but there was like all these additional fees, the tourism fee and the hotel fee. And no, literally like the fee itself added up to like a whole night and a half extra, you know? So it was like, oh, this is what it would be for four nights. But it was like, oh, no, it's not. This You're basically paying for like five and a half nights, you know? And I was like, no, no, no. So anyway. Mm. So I'm excited about the little Airbnb I found because it was actually affordable and didn't have a bunch of extra fees to it. And um, and I'm all ready. So I'll be in Atlanta in five weeks. All right. Mm-hmm. Start the official countdown. Official countdown. I think, is that, um, you said how many weeks? I thought it was five. Okay. I was like, well, it won't count for our 20th show. So then our 20th show is before then. Ah, so close. Yeah, it would have been so nice if we can kind of, you know, couple we'll that with our 20th, 20th anniversary, our 20th reunion. 20th anniversary! <laughs> our 20th reunion. The anniversary of us graduating, yeah, me and my friends graduated from college, so I still can't believe that. Yeah, that's wild. So crazy. So crazy, but yeah, that's so five fun. weeks, five weeks from tonight, today actually, today's Thursday, five weeks from tonight. Oh, I couldn't remember when you're coming, if you're coming on Thursday or Friday, I was trying to figure. I get out. there okay. early Thursday, I take the red eye out Wednesday night, get there Thursday morning. Okay, folks, yeah, this is really the minutia. This is like this is the minutia, un- yeah. This is this is that yeah. boring part of the phone <laughs> conversation. We're now going to talk about the details of how I'm going to get from the airport to. <laughs> wherever we're going first yeah oh yeah yeah i was like oh do you come in at night or are you coming in the morning right yeah let's because everybody wants to know people are dying to yeah know get people there. need to know like maybe one of our listeners <laughs> can pick you up for the airport <laughs> <laughs> great random that's the first contest we're gonna have <laughs> airport uh-uh you are a winner. You are a winner. 
what it's yeah, I'm on a mission. You're going to hang out with us at some of these great um, things, and we're going to find you a man in Atlanta. So you wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. That, no pressure. I put that on everybody's list. Oh, okay. Great. Good to and know. We're gonna add it to the prayer line, and we're gonna. Wow. Well, definitely add it to the prayer line. I mean, I'm, you, I should, I should have been done being on the prayer line too. Oh no, this is like no, you're on the regular prayer line um list, but like this is mm. gonna be a special little prayer line. Oh okay. Yeah. Great. Hey. Yeah. I, I invite all of that. <laughs> I invite all the prayer around that particular topic. Anytime. Yes. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Ooh, okay. okay. Well, we are over time. And... We are way. I think this might be the longest show we've done, and I don't feel that we've talked about anything more interesting <laughs> <laughs> than any other time. I feel like like talk like is you that's all one take <laughs> <laughs> and he was literally like astounded he was like I just I can't wrap my mind around that I was like yeah man it's all one take yeah that's what Bessie was like I'll tell you the fellow like tried listening he was just like it's just too much talking and I just can't Talking. There's a whole lot of talking. He was like, "Good job, (laughs) thank you, thank you." Uh, But yeah, Vesty was like, "I just at the top, I'm like, I don't understand podcasts and the talking, and like, I get bored of like listening to that much talking. But like, you guys are funny, but like, it's a whole lot of talking. (laughs) I was like, it is. That's what a podcast is. That's what a podcast is. There are whole people who have podcasts that are like." over two hours yeah that on the regular that i listen to and yeah like, oh yeah absolutely are hilarious and that i love so i was like yeah sorry guys sorry guys it, yeah the people who love it like i i'm entertained if no one else is if no one so. else is we had a good time we had a good time yeah, yeah. there you go there you go right. and we'll do it all again next week so tune back in yeah if the lord said same Lord willing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that has been I'm... the prayer hour with Christian and Andre. Jesus loves you when we have a plan for the next 90 minutes Jesus of your life. Jesus <laughs> loves you and so do I. So do we. Oh my gosh, what do we... Oh, I can't remember now. Never mind. Girl, good, because we got to go. We gotta go. I gotta get up early in the morning too. What am I doing fooling around with you? I don't know. Let me in this podcast. Wrap it up. Use it. Wrap it up. I'm playing. I'm I'm done. All right. It's over. Here we go. It's over. It's over. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Wait, Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find us on Pocket Cast, Google Play, Overcast, and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Help get the word out. Get social with us on our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and IG at Wait, Tell Me Pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at waittellmeeverything at gmail.com. <laughs>